This is what flow from Progressive sounds like in one of our commercials. You may have seen one there on TV occasionally. And speaking of motorcycle insurance rates, did you know that our basic motorcycle policies start at just $75 a year? And speaking of speaking of insurance, I just love... And this is how that same commercial sounds on your motorcycle. Yeah, everything's better on a bike. Progressive keeps you on yours. Get a quote in as little as three minutes at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Welcome to Riding the Pine. I am Honda here with Gee. Welcome back, Gee. Yo, yo, it's good, man. Oh, everything is good. Everything is good. We're in the middle of the tourney. Everything is cruising. There's so much college basketball going on. You know what we're going to do? We're just going to cut that off and we're going straight to the pros. We're going straight to the pros. Because that matters. Everybody else has covered it. It's on, it's on every single channel everywhere. So it's going to be fun. We'll talk about those players as soon as they get to the pros. Right. right now, I the, the only thing I am going to mention, though. Are the retrievers? I, I, you have to. You have to. Woof, woof. So, I mean, it was just like. Bark, bark. Everyone was shocked. I'm in Las Vegas watching these games. Everyone was shocked and appalled that they lost. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm looking over Virginia. at. Virginia. Yeah, that Virginia lost. And it was like, oh, you know, they're the number one favorite. It doesn't matter. You play garbage ball, you're not going to win. I had um, a coworker who I think is probably a ringer for some sort of affiliate in the NBA or something who picked like 100% up until um, like Friday, uh, Friday's games. Yeah. So like all of Thursday's games were right. And so she had like LaLoya or whatever they were, yeah. Chicago winning and everything. Um, and she had 100% accuracy. And I was like, that was crazy. She had Arizona losing. And then the next day, you know, that Virginia was playing. Yeah. And she had Virginia as the overall champion. So even though she oh, got all of that right. You she, know, she got smoked. Well, and that's all. What it's, that's, all that's what it's about. It's just kicking your coworkers in the <laughs> shins <laughs> with their false predictions. By the way, my, my bracket's gone. Like, oh. I have, I think, Duke winning it all for some reason. Oh. I just don't even know. I usually care a little bit more than I have this year um, throughout the year. Yeah. But I just haven't. I haven't. Decided to spend any energy at all in college basketball this year. I've, I've watched. And I think it's okay. Like I've watched a little bit. I just don't think it matters. I don't know. think like the knowledge that you bring into <laughs> into the brackets really matters. Oh, yeah. one bit. Oh yeah, or studying the teams to watch them play and they play this extremely inefficient ball. Because yeah. I watched, I watched Arizona play really, really good ball yeah. against UW. No indication that they would go down in flames like they did. <laughs> Yeah, sure. DeAndre Ayton was is, was a great player. No. Every indication says they win that game. No, yeah. <laughs> they don't. I think actually what happened last year was we were we had a little meetup and we watched some of this garbage tournament. Yeah. Well, a, a fun tournament of garbage players. Yeah. And um, it just dawned on me like, man, none of these players have any idea how to play professionally. Like they are just playing in the system, playing the way that they need to play because they are like some of them are giants but some of them are like the best of all the talent but with how the how the NCAA is played and how it's refed and how it's just stoppage after stoppage there's no flow there's no momentum yeah and then you see 24 out of the 30 seconds of them just sitting hanging on the perimeter because they don't know how to entry pass they don't know how to do basic things yeah like post up yeah like do a basic pick and roll yeah and they allow all this random zone patient uh paint defense that makes it impossible to have any flow in the actual game (laughs) i came out of that like i knew what was going to happen yeah i was so excited for arizona last year and marketing yeah and i was really excited about some other teams like um villain i don't know villanova and and duke and things like that and like none of them won right so i was like okay all this research i did all this like you know uh hits with allen and the Lou boys yeah. like what do i what should i look for like none of that actually matters because <laughs> the games is played out and the, yeah. all of that speculation all of that like 
research and data that I looked into to make predictions, none of it mattered because any given yeah. Sunday. And I like that approach with the NCAA tournament. But hey, we are a basketball podcast, but more so a professional basketball podcast. More, more, yeah, but you, I mean, like, I'll say this. I got caught up in it, man. I've been watching. Well, yeah, you went to I, Vegas. I went to Vegas. To, I've been to Vegas now for the last two years to watch the tourney. Like, I'm not super invested in the season, but this, these couple days are worth the whole, I mean, they're wor- worth the whole experience. And, you know, we get to see who's going to kind of come out, who's going to bring it, who's potentially going to be in the next round. But things have to happen in yeah. order for it. In in order for it to pay off, in order to see these guys at, in the in the correct draft order, what's like the greatest sports moment or weekend or um, event in U.S. sports? Like I think, and with I've said it kind of in hyperbole because yeah. I think it's this weekend. Like the idea of March Madness existing and having yeah. all this game, the slew of games happening over a weekend, yeah, is probably the greatest thing. Like there could be a game seven of the Yankees and Red Sox. Yeah. There could be a game seven of like. You no, know, I mean, Bulls, like, Lakers, or Celtics for for a large Warriors. for a large diverse set of fans. I don't believe there is a better experience. Yeah, because I, you're not gonna see it. You're not gonna see it with the individual teams. Not even with the best rivalry games. Yeah. We talked a lot about rivalry games over my trip, and yeah. we're, we're talking about you know the you know the Michigan Ohio State Army <laughs> Navy. We're talking about like you know really really intense matchups but they're still not the best for everybody and even the super bowl is like only a few people really care and it's your teams are really involved i i think march i think march madness and the olympics you know going back to back like this are two of the best things that you have because from a diversity perspective you get to see a lot of teams you get to see a lot of sports like these two things bring people together to watch Oh yeah, things they don't normally watch. Oh yeah, for sure. So I, I mean, I, th- I think point. it's a lot of fun. Now, if you're talking about what I would most want to see, yeah, you know, I want to see the beach volleyball. I want <laughs> beach volleyball. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I want. There, isn't there a? There's an NBA player that was going to play Chase Buttinger. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. He plays now. He plays now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I brought it up. What? This is a Chase podcast. <laughs> We were talking about Arizona and all this junk and <laughs> Timberwolves fans. And, yeah. But, it, you know, if, if I could see, I want to go go back to this. My, let, I want to go into my favorite just for one second. Okay. So I think it, I want to say Yankees, Red Sox. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna throw that out there. T-Wolves in the finals if, if they ever make it. Like, th- that would be up there. That would be. Would be up there. That would. But, like, Okay. That's not gonna happen. <laughs> like, no, I, that's even fine. as a that's rose-colored wool. But I don't. It doesn't have to be realistic. This is yeah. this is a hypothetical question, Guy. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, it's your. It's your, and your. And it's your stage. <laughs> Sorry for harping on it. And maybe. Oh, I. What's the third one? I would. I. I. I think it's like the. It's the last day of the Masters for me. I. I love watching them. I love oh, that. Wow. All right. Okay. Um, All right, Guy. I, 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 no, it's cool. I, like, I don't know. I don't know uh, much yeah. about golf. If yeah. that was golf, I think. Yeah, it no, is. Th- that yeah. is golf. It's <laughs> just like there's a lot of genre. There's a lot of like. There's a lot of tradition. You like. It's always the same layout. It's always the same course. It's yeah. like. Do you I like don't know Indy 500 or anything like that. I I don't watch any of that. Oh. Okay, because that's like the you same know thing WrestleMania. Like, WrestleMania. 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 Of course. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I think a big title fight with like a UFC. Oh, kind of, I think yeah. that'd be kind of up there for me. Yeah. But like seeing it live would be ultimate just because I've, I don't think I could ever do something like that. And I just think that experience would be out of the I world. I tell you, I won't do it again. I saw it once. I met, oh. I met Dana White. I did the whole experience. I saw somebody snap his leg though. And I never want to go back. I oh. never, ever want to go back. Oh, yeah. I, was, I bet it's I probably was nice and too comfortable. too close, Key. I was too close. <laughs> yeah. I watch basketball okay. because it's, Less it's light. D- it's a little lighter. Yeah, it's a little they're lighter. Just dancing and prancing and flopping around, but they're not ankle breaking. Yeah, breaking. Um. Wow. I didn't even think about that. Like I wheeze at like the first sign of blood. Like I'm just like I'm out of there. I wince rather. No, it hurt and, his um, leg snap and I was done. Yeah, I was actually going to interrupt you and say like, hey, I bet you like there was a cardboard cutout of Dana White there. It wasn't actually <laughs> Dana White, but that must have been the whole experience. If they knew that there was going to be bloodshed, <laughs> you got to get you got to you got to ease them in, right? You got to okay. ease them in. A big fight. I, Bring the other two in, Guy. Just, just bring them in. 
there's got to be two other things that are up there for you. Yeah, you know, uh, probably March Madness. Like that yeah, first weekend yeah. has always been a fun because I don't care about any of the teams and I care about the seating first and weekend, upsets. And the first weekend I love or the, Final Four. The first weekend only. I don't care about the Final Four. <laughs> I really don't. It was fun to go to the Final Four, like back in 2006 or something. It was like Florida won it all that year or something. Yeah, yeah. and they were. In, it was in Minnesota, so okay. I remember going to the, one of those games. But honestly, man, I didn't really care. Um, no, the first weekend, just because I love the Cinderella stories, I love the, uh, you know, the, like the David and Goliath stories. Yeah, so. of course. Um, and I just, I just like dreams being collapsed and like just shot down <laughs> and like new birth, like UMBC is now on the map. Yeah. Like it was on the map already from the wire. Yeah. Like that was where like uh, Trayvon Backdale went to college, like at the end of the, <laughs> no spoilers, spoilers, 20 years later, that's when he goes to college. <laughs> It's interesting, but um, because it takes place in Baltimore, but yeah. um, and that's a Baltimore County College beating Virginia. It's kind of insane. Um, that mattered. I didn't care about that game until I turned it on and saw that they were winning, and I was like, I can't do anything other than watch the rest <laughs> of this game. I was, I you should ask my roommate. Like they were just like, what the hell's happening in this room? Yeah, I'm just screaming my butt off. Yeah, three. I mean, I just loved it. But um, so like, yeah, those March Madness first. The first weekend only. And okay. then probably the finals. Yeah. And it matters most when it's like a Western team that I kind of want to win. Yeah. Because I've never really cared about the East and I've always rooted against the East. Yeah. I don't know. But um, <laughs> like, you know, a couple of years ago, the Western Conference finals with like uh, Thunder and Golden State Warriors was I don't think could have been beaten. Like no. that was probably my favorite thing of all time. Yeah. The Thunder. um. Thunder and Lakers at one point was really great. Like, oh the, yeah, that year that they beat the Lakers and got into the finals. Yeah, I mean to lose to Miami. Yeah, but damn, what a fucking or what a series to get into. Um, as a fan of anything, you could just see it because I've always been like that underdog story, mm-hmm. and um, I've always been about that. So, as a deprived Timberwolves fan, like I would love to see that happen, but um, you know, like it's probably <laughs> probably a way away. <laughs> Ways away for yeah. Timberwolves fans, but yeah, we'll t- we'll talk about. But that's probably that. that's probably it. Like March Madness, yeah, basketball finals or Western Conference finals. Oh yeah, and I don't know what else I say. I don't think you, I said a said, third. You, well, you said UFC. UFC, yeah. Until you kind of spoiled that. So, <laughs> you know, I, it's fine. It's a basketball podcast. We'll we'll bring it back around. You know what? I don't like baseball at all, but I, I do like the wild card games, the one game okay. series. The I, let's talk about this because. We're talking about this pre-show, and I, yeah. this raises a very, very interesting point. Yeah, and we're just gonna we're gonna get into it because we yeah, that, that but that playing game, that playing game is exciting. You play, they played 162 games. They're still tied, so they're forcing this yeah. one game playoff for all the marbles after so, playing from April to October. Right, <laughs> right. So hold on a second. That's right, and the series like season starting like in a in like a week or so, yeah, right, like that's definitely ridiculous. like the first week in April, I think. That is ridiculous. No, so don't like the fifth and sixth team play in, or the fourth and fifth team play in. Only five teams get in on each league, and uh, there's the four, fourth four, and fifth. Uh, it's uh, it's four teams and then two wild card teams. Yeah. Oh, so, sure. Yeah. Because there's three. There's three conferences. So. Oh, sure. Yeah. So, so, you, so you ultimately, get, six get into the postseason. Yeah. But four teams move on after one game. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So then there's only the four game, four teams, and then it's like the AL Divisional Series, AL Championship Series. Yeah. And then it's the World Series. Yeah. Whatever that is. But um. The World Series. Yes. Yeah. Whatever that is. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, but I, I, I mean, I guess the, that playing game is insane because that's that's exactly what I'm saying. All of that 162 game resume builder, yeah. For one moment, when your starting pitcher has a rough first inning, you got to make a call. Yeah, are you pulling him after the first inning? Like, I don't know. Like that, that's some amazing storyline right there. And See, like, as a sports fan who's not watching those teams. That's a moment of like, holy crap, this drama isn't that's that's too much for me. But I think, you know, I, I think the other point about this is that this concept of this playing game, something that they're they're using in in the NCAA, they're using yeah. in baseball. I think it's something that could be utilized in the NBA. And let, let, I, I think I want to 
just kind of touch on it a little bit because that eight seed, because the eight seed has been competitive anyways. Yeah. This, it, and this it, year is the year to think about this, like yeah. moving on for future years. Because if, if, if it is close enough, or screw it, don't even make it close enough. Like if, if it's within a margin of error, like force that game, like yeah. f- force the game. Because I think in basketball, I think even play it at a neutral place. Yeah. Like, like Hawaii. I don't care. Well, <laughs> wherever Adam Silver wants to post it up. Yeah. So, but just just play it and like bring that excitement to that to that eight seed because it's just like because what we were talking about earlier is that the eight seed, the eight seed against the one is not super exciting. It's only been like a couple of times in which that upset has actually occurred mm-hmm. in the NBA playoffs. However, we'll say that to the eight seed though. Like all the fans of the eight seed. They're so happy to be there, and if they take a game away from the first seed, like if they take a no, game, no, I, I, if, if the if like Utah or Denver or whatever gets or Minnesota gets sure. a, gets to face off against Houston or Golden State, and they take a game off of them, no, I, I that's everything. I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with that, but I think like whoever makes that eighth seed, I w- would still have the same kind of, you're right, the, the same kind of emotion to it. But I, I think it creates it creates that hype to what could be a potential blowout moving into that first round. Huh. But I think I yeah think, yeah. But the hype is like this season in particular is making like our hair grow in terms of like maybe this idea should actually ha- exist. Yeah. Where the, this is so exciting right now. What's happening in the West and the East in terms of like the bottom seeds is there's so much mix up. There's so much change up. You can. Every day is either a tie or a, mm-hmm. a tiebreaker that's switching the whole order mm-hmm. per game. Yeah. And there you had like all these games that matter in the beginning of March, all of a sudden, like really push basketball up into the top of the echelon of sports, mm-hmm. like of ultimate games to watch. Yeah. Because every game matters. But, you know, ultimately, like 50, over 50% of the teams in the NBA make the playoffs every year. Yeah. And you got four teams in baseball ultimately. And you have like six teams in football. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like over 50. That's 16 teams out of 30. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I think a couple of things have to happen. A playing game could be kind of fun to like make more drama out of the idea of all of that hype getting yeah. into that, that postseason. I, I think you got to do a couple of things. Yeah. I think you got to. I think you have to reseed. I think you take the conferences out. I think you reseed fully. I think that's that. There's going to be a lot of work to get there, yeah. but I think it's possible. I think you offer something like the playing game. I think that, I think that you offer a little bit shorter round in, in the first round, and then you, I'd say you even play out this best of three or something. Yeah, or best, the, of, best, best of one. Well, I, I think if you offer the playing game and then a best of three, and then offer like a seven seven. Yeah, I, I, I'm okay with that. But I don't. I don't think because of the money now tied to these games, not we're not getting away from the we're seven. We're not getting that change. But I. But I think the the reseeding across East and West, it's inevitable that it's going to happen. But you first effects kind of though too, because so much of it was the, about the divide of the conferences in every sport. Like yeah. the American League is so much different than the National League and how it played and how the tempo is. Yeah. How the defense is even strategized and in. Football, there's such a dichotomy of how they're played, and they're all the quarterbacks are in the NFC, like yeah. literally all of them are. Yeah. And so, like, how does that? How would that be stripped away? Like, there might be more parity. That'd be a good thing. Yeah. But with the basketball, with, with the basketball, with the basketball, <laughs> <laughs> with basketball, it just seems like there's such a top-heavy presence in the West mm-hmm. that need to see it out because these West teams play each other like 50, 60 times a year. Yeah. Where the East plays themselves 50, 60 times a year. But so you don't really know what's happening in terms of yeah. the, cro- the cross of the conferences. But 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 think about even just even just a minute shakeup. Okay. Yeah. Just because like if you seed one through sixteen and you you throw in Toronto, you throw in throw in Boston to kind of mix up, you know, they go what, they go three, four, four, five, or something like this. Um it just, it just changes what those potential matchups are, yeah. and you end up p- potentially seeing teams you you haven't played extensively. I think that was that's really the hardest thing to kind of even study for in the <laughs> NCAA tournament. Like you've never seen these guys; these guys have never played one another. Yeah. You have no history; you have no basis. I yeah. think that <laughs> right. everybody's seen everybody play, but it's just like 
if you kind of shake it all the way up, that seeding matters until the last day of the season. Does the NIT matter? The NCAA like no, sub, I don't, sub tournament? I don't think the NIT matters. I, I think it's basically a constellation series. I, I now before we get a bunch of hate mail on that, we're I th- not going to get any mail. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't think it really matters. To me, it's just like it's just like this consolation tourney in which teams who do not make the NCAA tourney are just allowed to play. They're you know, they're pushing TV time, and they're just like, you know, they're trying to build something up for their their recruiting for the next year. Yeah, I suppose. That's definitely true. I didn't even think about that. But um, would, I'm, I, I guess I'm trying to bring that into the conversation, too, because we're thinking about a, a few topics here regarding playoff structure. One could be we do a play-in tournament. One could also be we reduce the number of teams in the playoffs. Yeah. So instead of eight, it may be six with a best of three leading into a, you know, yeah. uh, two, two, four game, two, uh, seven, games. seven game series. Yeah. So like two best of threes into a two, seven game that, series. That's not a bad idea either. And then the other one would be a consolation tournament. <laughs> so like you have the same. So then you have all three teams in the postseason, but then they're all like duking it out for, uh, I don't know what, cherry berry yogurt. <laughs> the winner gets to host the all-star game next year. <laughs> of the NIT NBA, so it's a Phoenix, Phoenix, Phoenix Sac- Sacramento, Sacramento, <laughs> and then it's Atlanta. Oh, what Atlanta and like that's it, Charlotte or something. Yeah. Oh man, uh, perennially Charlotte. Man. But um, but then that hey, that gives them something to look up to. Hey, if you win this tournament, you get to host the All Star Game. How about this? How about we? How about we go? You get LeBron in town for a game. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. to visit the N- the NIT yeah. for the NBA. <laughs> yeah. You get a cardboard cutout of LeBron to shake and hug. Oh, you know what would be the worst for this? If, like, not only do you offer the Constellation Tourney, you force the Constellation Tourney to be played around the world. So... <laughs> no one would want... No one would want to be in the NBA. <laughs> Contract me out. <laughs> everybody, everybody signs on everywhere else the following season. But I mean, hey, that's a that's a parlay on our dunk contest <laughs> idea, right? Around the world in yeah. in eighty seconds. I don't know what you're saying, but um, that'd be cool, man. Yeah, the winner of the dunk t- contest in uh, China gets invited on to Sacramento Kings as, as their playing we starter. Don't, we don't have that. Game. We don't have that. We, we don't have that. We we don't have that. And I'm just saying we don't have that much time before the the playoff the playoffs are they're cooking up here, man. So there's already four teams. There's wrist, already four teams locked in into the playoffs. Wrist twisted like stir fry. I uh, and there's even more that are already eliminated statistically. Yeah. <laughs> oh yes. All of those teams that we just mentioned. Yes. That would be hosting the All Star game. Um Honestly, though, real quick, I thought that was a great idea. Just thinking about like an NI Constellation tournament to host the tournament, I don't yeah. know, host the All Star Weekend. That'd be cool. Um, okay. What was the question again? No, I, I, so I want to talk a little bit about a different subject, be just kind of going off from the business side and the playoff Constellation thing. Oh, so the playoffs I, are around the corner. The playoffs are around the corner, so we're, we're getting hyped. I'm just saying we don't have a lot of time yeah. left, you know. So we got to pick our games. Yeah, you know, we are. We got to pick our games. We got to get into it. <laughs> we got to get our brackets ready as soon yeah. as they're ready, and get get all of the NBA Thursday people out picking games. So uh, that's going to happen. I do want to talk about one other kind of serious story though that that came up recently, and this is the this is like that big three scandal. I don't know if you if you saw any anything about this. Yeah, Roger Mason was basically fired from his post <laughs> as like commissioner of the league. So yeah. Ice Cube goes and steps in. He was like connected to some like Qatari businessmen, <laughs> and like they failed to front the required money for the league. So it's basically like in this whole big lawsuit right now. Um, but it's interesting to have like. An extremely like non-relevant league get shocked by scandal in its first season. And it's just like not surprising though. <laughs> not surprising. Like, is there you know, while we're on the subject of leagues, is the big three the go forward <laughs> league? No, is it the go forward league for post NBA players? Well, the other option is the YMCA league. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
Or YMCA like Kobe's basement. would love that. YMCA would be all over that. Or Kobe's basement. Um, we are all witness. I don't know where are where they play. What their post NBA life is like. I don't know what they want to do. Do they want to actually continue playing basketball? I don't. I don't really think they do. I to me, it kind of feels like a publicity stunt. <laughs> no, it, oh, I yeah. mean, no, it, it does. It like it feels like. A lot of players try to get in to the, you know, the TNT, the ESPN route. And yeah. it's like, there are only so many spots fuck, open. Fuck all of that. There are only so many spots open for that. So it's like, some want to play. Some just want to retire in peace and kind of go go off and be done. But yeah. I don't know. It's an interesting question as to what should exist for players post-NBA. And I I don't I don't actually I don't know the answer to this I don't even know there I think there are a number of options but mm-hmm. um, you know because you're gonna have players that are gonna go the coaching route you're gonna have players that go the analyst route you're gonna have players that go to Wakanda <laughs> that's, and, be, and be part of the Black Panther that's it <laughs> but I don't know I, I I guess I'm I'm disappointed that the big three didn't kind of become as successful I'm I'm not shocked in any fashion buy this but i'm just like i'm i'm kind of thinking like if the nba is already into developing the g league why can't the nba itself basically set a stage for post nba play it's the post nba play league i like that well you know what this is the first iteration yeah this will not probably be a success as much as it's trying to be mm-hmm. it will probably fold and something else will come out sure of the ashes or whatever. Sure. Of the bones. Um, I think this is such an untapped thing that hasn't been talked about until recently. Yeah. And only promoted as much as it has been because of Ice Cube and his platform and all these players that he's been able to recruit. But you saw all this money that went in and into the wrong people's hands. Yeah. Because they were like, you know what? We're a money grabbing industry right now to see where we all stand and then see if we can have a monopoly on this. Mm-hmm. Roger Mason and whoever else. And there's probably a lot of sh- stock at stake. If this does not succeed, where do these players go? Like they can't go to the next thing immediately. They might have to look at overseas ball. People do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Euro League, the China League, they, people do this all the time. But if this is their one skill that they're really good at, they, maybe they're just like at this like point of like no return. They have to continue playing basketball mm-hmm. because they don't know else how else to really go about their day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes basketball is like their refuge, but basketball like gets them out of their own head and out of their tr- out of trouble and things like that. Right. So, like, I'm not saying anything other than like they don't know what to do with their lives outside of basketball. So if there's no basketball, what do they do? I would be so curious to find out. But the majority of them probably don't continue playing basketball. So it's like this it's this like random gray area of players that want to. Mm-hmm. Do we like. Do we really need the gray area of NBA of former NBA players to be playing right now for our entertainment? I don't think so. Like I would want to see Kobe again still, but do we really want to still see Kobe Bryant playing in some random like rec league? Not sure. I don't know. I don't think we want to see him. Do we want to see LeBron James in his fifties? Like not really. No, I, I don't. Maybe that's just the fundamental thing. Like I think in a like celebrity or charity kind of game, I think there is the notion of like, hey, get a bunch of stars back together to play one game, yeah, or to play, yeah, they've like, done that before to, to play a couple games. Like that to me makes more sense. Yeah. Like, hey, you know what? It's kind of fun to watch the celebrity game once a year. Yeah. If there was a, a league of celebrity games, I would never watch it. No. Never ever watch it. No. So there might be a couple people, but that's not for us. But um, you've had people like. Allen Iverson sign on to the Big Three League and yeah. not even play. Like he was trying to bring in the hype. Right? Yeah. He, pl- he played like five minutes and then got drunk and got out. Right. So like, <laughs> like some of, I would say a large portion of NBA players do not want. Like ninety percent of people do not want to play again. Yeah. I would love to see Ray Allen shoot again. Yeah. Like I would love to, but not in that format. Like not in like some sort of. De- deprecating format where like he's like relegated to be part of this really shitty old league. Yeah. You know. I don't know. Like, I'm having a hard time kind of understanding where this can go. But I bet you I someone know. will figure it out in the next iteration. It might I be know. you. 
I know what I know what it, it might needs. Be you. I know what it needs to be. It, it's going it, to be you. It needs to be the next generation of the Code Red Mountain Dew. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. It's it's back in action. It's yeah. the uh, what was it? The street ball. Sure. What, what what was the actual series called? Um. It was like, I know all the players. I know all the names. It was on like right after school. Yeah. <laughs> I would like come home and I would watch it like all day long. Sorry, man. Like, man, it's and, an NBA courtside thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do, I do, I do kind of remember this. I like, do, I do not remember. It's like the professor and like uh, yeah. all the all these guys that are playing. Yeah. Like, ah, but anyways. Well, more to come on that. I bet yeah. you there's got to be another fusion of some sort of industry to bring in. Like you got the hip hop attempt with hit with Ice Cube and yeah. rap and like all those other things. And that might be great. And he's trying to be a businessman and he's working on it. Um. There might be another fusion of some sort of organization that comes in and just like boom. I no, I, I and maybe it's Nike. Maybe it's Nike that feels like you know what we gotta continue this idea. It's, it's Nike post scandal. Yeah, N- Nike's <laughs> Nike's kind of reeling from their scandals right now. So once they get on the other side of this, I <laughs> sure. I, I think they'll come back in. There's but, a there's a term on the internet and it's called XD and it's kind of like an emoji face for like a smile, right? Yeah. And so like you could do like NBA XD, like yeah. where it's like the extras. Yeah. In the in this new league. And it's just like a smiley face as a symbol. It's like it's just these old dudes playing basketball. <laughs> Sounded better in my head when I said it out loud. But um, no, I don't know. There's got to be something. But we're a professional NBA podcast talking about post-apocalyptic basketball. <laughs> I don't know. I I'm like. There's only a couple times you can actually bring it up, so I fi- right I figured I'd at least bring it up <laughs> on the headline. Yeah. So that kind of made sense. All right, let, let, let's just go back into it, Guy. It's been a while since we've talked about ball. It's been what, a while. What are your favorite? What are your a favorite? A couple favorite moments from the last couple weeks uh, of ball? Huh. Like I have one right off the top of my head. Go Le- ahead. LeBron's no look pass. Like oh. complete no look pass. It, it fooled me. It oh, fooled yeah. me a couple of times. Yeah, I probably watched it twenty plus times now. Yeah, I'm not that big a LeBron fan, but it <laughs> it was like Chris Angel sleight of hand shit. So like I had to watch it. Chris Angel, you coming off from Vegas? Huh? Did you see one of his shows? Uh no, I saw one of his billboards. So so, <laughs> so, so that's why it's out there. Oh shoot. Um, you know. It's been kind of a blur these last couple of months. Yeah. There's been a lot of great uh, NBA action. I think um, I have no one specific thing. I'm sorry. Caught me off guard. I would say a couple of. <laughs> you have, I don't know. You, I'm sorry. You have mountains. You have mountains of moments. You've watched. I've watched a ton of basketball all this time. T- but a lot of it's not really. How, how about themes then? How about themes? Not yeah. not individual moments. How about oh, sure. how about themes over the last weeks or months okay. or wh- whatever? Um, going to an NBA game. Yes. Oh well, of course. <laughs> that was an also highlight. we saw a great game by the yeah. way. So we're recording this. Uh, what day is it? The eighteenth of eighteenth of March. We're recording this, and we got a chance to see Portland and OKC just kind of duke it out, and it was fun. It was very like. Very, very aggressive. It was. It felt yeah. like they were. If like felt like we were in a playoff environment. So well, that's that was kind of the point of getting a game booked in March. Like yeah, we knew these teams were probably going to be in the thick of it, and it just so happened that they were in the thick of it with a very identical record. Yeah. So like, I mean, I was a little disappointed in OKC. Like they were shooting their, they were shooting the, they were not shooting at all. Mm-hmm. Like they were trying, but um, and Mello was out, so that sucked. But um, I was really impressed with Portland and just coming away with. I knew found respect for Portland, even though I kind of I like being the antagonist. I was in the I was in a, an arena for the game prior, which was the Timberwolves game on on a Thursday night, and I like being the antagonist, like being mm-hmm. the person screaming for the opposite team. Like, yeah. and it was fun, but um, we and we lost, but um, Portland is an incredible city that has one professional sports team in it, and they love their fucking they love their Portland Trailblazers. Yeah, and. Like it just shocks me that Seattle doesn't have a team, Portland doesn't have, or Oregon doesn't have a football team or a yeah. baseball team or anything. It just seems like that just makes no sense. If they love their Portland Trailblazers so much, you can see it in and out throughout the city. Yeah, it's just sad, but it was a fun moment to be in that sphere. Yeah, in the NBA sphere, inside and outside of the arena, um, being able to go on the court. It was really fun. Um, I also think like random signings like Corey Brewer to the OKC Thunder was really awesome because it like. Brought me back to like when I was, uh, 
you know, like obviously I was still a Timberwolves fan, but like when Corey Brewer just came into the NBA, had like this new energy yeah. to a Timberwolves team. Like he's brought new energy to the Thunder, and then they're on a huge tear these days. That's awesome because I want the Thunder to be good right now because I don't want it to just be Houston and Golden State in the finals or the mm-hmm. Western Conference finals. I want to be some. I want to be some. I want to be some. I want to have some drama. Like yeah. I want to have a seven game series before the set, that seven game series, right? Yeah. So, um, I don't know. Like seeing. Seeing Donovan Mitchell and the Utah Jazz oh completely God. just yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. They're just completely taking it in their own hands and being like, you know what, we were the tenth seed. Let's go twenty and two in our last twenty two. Let's go twenty four out of twenty five games, something like that. That's ridiculous. That is unheard of. That was not expected. Gordon Hayward is like, whoa, should I have left? You know, like yeah, lots of random things that probably could have happened with him on that squad, but um. I'm so I'm such a fan of what's happening in the NBA this year, and I, a lot of it's just kind of a blur of like all these amazing moments, mm-hmm. and um, you know Derek Rose being signed, given another chance by a Timberwolves team. Yay, we get to complete our meme, but <laughs> like of all the ex Bulls, let's yeah. get them all. Let's get them all because no one can learn. Um, I've had some, I've had a few couple uh, Twitter beefs with NBA folk. That's been fun. That's been a highlight of mine. Getting blocked. Oh God. But I mean. Whatever. Who am I? I'm just a fan of a, of the NBA, and I want it to be like this every year. Yeah. This has been exactly what I needed in an NBA season. I remember when like Steph Curry kind of came out and became this like huge phenomenon. Mm-hmm. That was a moment when the Thunder was like this big four yeah. as rookies. Yeah, I was like, this is a moment when LeBron went to Miami. Like that was a moment. This is kind of like this weird like par- like there's a lot of parody in the league right now. There's there's Toronto. There's Boston. There's kind of Cleveland, not really. Yeah. Um, Sixers are looking insane. And then on the West, you have like all these teams that are kind of like just taking it. Yeah. That's you, awesome. I You think it's the moment. You you, th- you think it's the next moment. Because like who? This is the East. The East is up for grabs. Yeah. This has to be the best season ever because the East is up for grabs. Oh my god! I mean, I I don't disagree with you. The last eight or nine years has been kind of a very predictable state. It's going to be LeBron versus yeah. Golden State, LeBron versus Kobe Bryant, yeah. LeBron versus right. Like this is kind of up for grabs this year, and it's been a lot of fun to like kind of see it all play out. There's so much drama with LeBron always, yeah, and have him like reborn again with Jordan Clarkson and Larry Nance Jr. Like that that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> but um, I don't know. And there's a lot of other things too, like. Embiid is ungodly. Mm-hmm. Embiid has finally played more minutes than he's had physical Twitter tweets. Wow. So he's, and in the sense that in his four years, he's played less minutes than he's tweeted. Oh my God. Right? So yeah. he's finally eclipsed that. It's hilarious because, like, he's finally on the court. He's finally playing healthy. He's playing, be able to play back to backs. And he's kicking ass. That team looks phenomenal. Mm-hmm. The team looks so good and so poised for a playoff run here and in the future. I don't know, man. Like, and I love seeing, like, like I was talking about the David and Goliath stories. Like, Milwaukee has a has a pretty interesting chance of making some noise, but maybe not going all the way. Yeah, Trout has a really good chance of going to the finals, but you probably think that's not going to happen. I, I don't know what to think. Yeah, I, I actually don't know what to think there. And as a, like, and as someone who hates the East, who hates watching, following, caring about the East, yeah. I might be more interested in it than in the West, the first round, right? Like, just like the first round, we were kind of talking about this pregame. Yeah. Like, is it for anything? Is it for any reason? Because the first four squads, the first two squads are like the only ones that matter really in the end. Yeah. But in the East, it kind of has this weird feeling where that doesn't really actually make sense. Yeah, because Toronto, I mean, it's not defined by that. You don't know what's, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with Toronto. You, we don't necessarily know what's going to happen with Boston. There's been some key some key injuries. Yeah. You, you don't know you don't know what Cleveland is going to bring. You don't the Wizards could bring all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah, and then Wall the Pacers to, like I mean Why are they a 3 seed? Why are the Pacers a 3 seed? Yeah. That's the dumbest thing in the world. We all had them like not even considered for like a 10th seed. Yeah. Let alone a 3 seed. Um yeah, there's been so many injuries that have been kind of tainted this season too. Yeah, and you know if that didn't happen, it would have been the ultimate so, greatest season of all time. So, so let let me ask you this though, because you basically bring up this fundamental notion of why this season has been so great. Yeah, about about parody in and of itself. Yeah, is parody due to 
like equal play across the board or is it due to the injuries that have created this scenario because i think i think this is a fundamental notion of like what's happened this season yeah because i don't like i don't know how you account for these injuries and the parity like without kind of linking them both together right well, you can hold out players and be hilarity with like Robin Lopez and <laughs> get fined to not play Robin Lopez and then have them forcefully play him one quarter and that's it. Like they set him down after the one quarter. Um, no, like Kawhi Leonard going out for significant amounts of time sucks. John Wall going out for two bouts of like crucial time really sucks. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted Washington to be the new team in the East and it's not going to happen, but it's it'll be fun to see what happens in the next 10 games. And like, you know, Golden State... Had some injuries, but they're still the top two seed. Yeah. Like, James Harden went down for a month or so, and or like five, ten games. Yeah. They're still kicking ass. But what, I mean, but what There's about, a lot of, what about Jimmy? What about Boogie? What about, like, I know. I, and I, I mean, was, these change the narratives of these teams. Yeah. So, so, like, exactly. And Kyrie going down, and Gordon Hayward going down. Yeah. Man, like. That does kind of create the parody, and I think you were onto it when I when I brought it up. Like the injuries definitely helped mm-hmm. with the idea of new new parody, but um, I don't know, man. I think even with all those players being on there, I think the season would have been the same, like the exact same outcome. Like Minnesota would have been in the mix, New Orleans would have been in the mix, mm-hmm. Denver would have been in the mix, even if without Paul Millsap. Yeah, even if like Golden State. Didn't have any of those injuries. They'll still be a one or two seed, right? Like mm-hmm. it probably would have happened. Boston would have been a one or two seed. Yeah. So it kind of still played out how it's supposed to play out. But then like Toronto got to decide its own fate. Sure. Right. Yeah. Because they were not even considered a top three, four team. Yeah. We were thinking Boston all the way. Then Cleveland. Oh yeah. We were just not even exclude. We were excluding them. Yeah. And I I, I even remember thinking like Washington and Milwaukee in front of like Toronto. Of all mm-hmm. things, and I feel really stupid about saying that, but well, like they but, got they got to take yeah the bull by the horns and like I'm going to dictate my fate and like um that's what opportunity creates mm-hmm. a rise like you have the opportunity to rise to the success that you want to make. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. So so what like as we look forward as we look forward in into the coming weeks, like what's what stories do you think? need to be like what stories do you want to see played out in in a certain fashion here sure. because there's a lot of things that can still happen there's like you said there's a lot of parity if you look 3 through what is it 3 through 9 yeah. only off by a few games so ev- like everything can still change what do you think determines the fate and starts to lock up these orders yeah um health i would say does Kawhi Leonard come back? That will dictate the fate of the Spurs. Yeah. Um, can a shooting streak of 12 games continue into the playoffs for Portland? I'm not so sure. They've never been as hot as they have been. Yeah. Um, but what's more impressive? The 12 game 12 game winning streak for Portland or the 19 game losing streak for <laughs> Memphis? Oh, man. I think it's got to be. Oh, that's a toss up. <laughs> Flip the cap. No, um, so, no, but those those streaks, those streaks are interesting because it's like they they're probably not going to go the whole time, so they're going to get like they're going to get shaken up a little bit yeah. too. But you know, if those start to pivot a little bit, they could yeah. they could change the narrative. And you know what? I hate doing this, but like I want to see everyone a hundred percent healthy for the best possible playoffs. Yeah, like I don't know what the timetable is for Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, and and. Um, Stephen Curry, yeah. but boy, would the playoffs suck without them. Like, Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, I would not want to watch anything without them. Um, I want to see Jimmy Butler return, of course. Yeah. I want to see Wiggins take it and make a make a statement game, like statement game mm-hmm. to say, hey, we're in the playoffs now and make a statement series and see what happens. And I want Cat to be everything he needs to be. I... Like, I want to see some fortitude out of Washington more than anything. I want to see John Wall come back and just fucking crush it. Mm-hmm. But in order for me to kind of, in order for the NBA to kind of ultimately have the best season, uh, like, clause as it closes out into the postseason, those things kind of have to happen. Like, everyone's kind of defined themselves. Like, the Clippers need to find out if they want to tank or make the playoffs. And Denver needs to figure out if they want it 
actually see success. Mm-hmm. And they have a really hard road. Like San Antonio has a really hard road to get there. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. What about you? What are your thoughts about like what you want to see out of the last like 15 games of the season before the playoffs start? Like what do you, I know you want to probably see an order. You want to make sure that you know your order beforehand. So you can make your flights and book your tickets and <laughs> do your bets and I make mean, your parlays. I want to see. I want to see my order. I think I'll echo your comment. I want to see people healthy. I want to see. I do want to see that that best result forward. If if Golden State is not healthy, I I think that it's just for me it screws up the entire narrative of like of the season here. And yeah. it's just like, do you get? Do you let the Rockets get a free pass on this, and it's like, ah, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't want that to happen at all. Yeah, um, you know, besides that, I don't, there's just so much, so much shaking of the dice going on right now between three and eight. I, I just, I don't even know like what I've never paid attention to the standings more than I have this year. Yeah, and I'm look- and that's what's been so I'm, amazing. I'm looking, but I'm still I'm still like nervous. It's still like yeah. a game to game thing. Yeah. So, I bet you a lot of this is also the bias of the Timberwolves in the yeah. action that are they are in the fray, yeah, as opposed to outside looking up. You know, so like that's making me like nervous as hell every day. Mm-hmm. Waking up, like checking the standings. Are you sure you guys got the tiebreakers right? Like, why are we sixth instead of fifth? Like, I stare I stare at the standings all the day, all day, every day. <laughs> just all day, every day. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. But what what else do you need? Like, what do you need to see? I want to see. I want to see Toronto prove themselves. Like, I think they have already. Yeah. Well, but I want to. Okay, but I want want to expand upon that. Yeah. Not only prove themselves that they're they're there, but they can win. They can win throughout the playoffs because sure. they've never they, done that. Yeah. Because I think that that's a big question mm-hmm. to me. I think there's a huge question about the health of Boston and just yeah. what what they can what them. they can do to bring together. We've talked a little bit about Washington, completely agree there. I have no idea what this Pacers team is capable of. Nothing. So yeah. <laughs> But that's what we said in the beginning of the year. And Look it at might them. be nothing, but it might be something. <laughs> yeah. So I really, really don't know. I like I don't have a lot of faith in Milwaukee doing anything here now, but it, it would always be fun to see Greek Freak go as far as he possibly can yeah. in in this race. Well, here here it is, man. Like, what if Milwaukee is a seventh seed and they play Boston, a two seed that's a hobbled Boston team without Gordon Hayward, without Kyrie Irving, without Jalen Brown, without Marcus Smart? They don't have much of their roster right now. Yeah. They could do it. <laughs> uh, I'll go ahead and say I would take the odds that Milwaukee would beat Boston. Oh, my God. Just because they're fully healthy. Yeah. So. I mean, I don't know, in like a 3-6 matchup of Cleveland and Washington or something. I would take the experience of John Wall and Bradley Beal. Would I? <laughs> Over LeBron James and Trash? Like, I don't yeah. know. Like, But he doesn't have anyone on his team right now that I would really say like could take over a game. Outside of maybe Jordan Clarkson. And I don't want that to be in like the conversation here. I think LeBron is... A free agent after this year, and he's already oh, looking yeah. at that. Like, yeah, I'm I'm worried about Cleveland, but um, so like the top seeded teams in the East, yeah, are the top seeded teams based on default, but like they seem super vulnerable Which because it, Toronto no experience, you know, Boston lack of health, yeah. and Cleveland has LeBron and right, like yeah, usually that doesn't matter, but this year it does. And like all the teams in the bottom of the East are much better than they were last year. And what, like, what does the one eight matchup go in the in the East right now? Like Miami, probably Miami, uh, Toronto. That's a good matchup. That is a good matchup. Yeah, and it also could be Milwaukee. Like I, I don't see the standings in front of me, but it's probably like. And, and you know, you like know what? That. It doesn't even matter. They're going to they, they're going to shake up a little bit yeah. more. So, but I think in the East it's defined. In the West, it's not. It's like there's eleven teams fighting for eight spots. Okay. Um. Yeah, there's a there is a lot to sort out there. Uh, I don't know. Just got to get my prop bets ready. Got to get my prop bets bets ready. Got to get into the ram, rambling gambler. Gambler got to close out some other things. You know what? I want to talk. I want to go outside of playoffs just for a minute, and I want okay. I want to talk about there's there's three big like stats that I that we've seen that have come up over the season, and I'm not going to talk about points because I don't. After I think about Will Chamberlain's points, all these other point things don't matter to me. 
But I, I do want to talk about three that I think are important. One, Rondo with 25 dimes. Two, Anthony Davis with 10 blocks. Three, I think it's 27 boards for Andre Drummond. Maybe. I think Probably. It's, I think it's Probably, 20, and it was pretty recent, I think, too. I, I think it was 27 boards. Which one is most impressive? <laughs> I don't know. They're all really great. I think, actually, the most impressive thing is the fourth one that you didn't say. And that's the, actually been the conversation of last year, and it's not even been the conversation at all this year, and it's Russell Westbrook's triple-doubles, like 100, ah! 100 triple-doubles. Like, yeah, but that's a career That's career triple-doubles. Yeah, so in terms of the season long I think in terms of the season, the 10 blocks thing, like, I think that was a high watermark that I threw out there as, like, a crazy watermark, and he hit it. Yeah. And he also got a triple-double that night because, mm-hmm. the, like, I think the first person to do so off blocks. Oh, probably. Uh, maybe, yeah. I would say uh, Rondo's 25 assists, though, because uh, look at the team he's playing on. Like, But that was before Miritich. And like Miritich <laughs> is their one shooter on their team. That's such a boring game, though. Oh, like you oh, go, yeah. you go back and watch it. No, not exciting. No. I already did that. Yeah. Like, save your time, save your energy. Do not go back and watch that. Yes. This is your recap. It happened. <laughs> Proceed on. No, but okay. But on this, uh, on the triple double front, like he, he absolutely is just continuing to crush it. Yeah. And um, and but we neither of us. Expected this, given the new situation. I was not expecting this, yeah. So, like, how does it actually happen? Is it, is it just his his desire to have the ball? I mean, he's also, like, stat hungry. Yeah. He's, like, reaching for those boards. Like, he's going, he's getting all those, like, This is a Vencast Studios production. Tune in, subscribe, like and uh, nail to your like local four public church's door. Right in the pie, now on Almighty Baller. It's pretty stupid. Um, he's on path to record Tune in and find us wherever fine podcasts are sold. Great glass. It's a podcast. I think Anthony Davis and what he's done over Join us on Twitter at Biden underscore the pond. Taking this, this team over, yeah. like you knew he existed, you knew he had health issues, and he yeah. injured for a couple games here and there this season, and all of a sudden he's like, "Man, I'm just gonna take this team and just like score 50, score yeah. 47, score 38, because like on a consecutive tear, and he goes on an 11 game win streak on his own." Because you had DMC posting like MVP like numbers, yeah, he for, was for the, a while for yeah. a while there, and like he was not the two together were a force to be reckoned with, but. He takes over, and, and he has to be in that conversation. He absolutely has to. So, I mean, yeah. I, th- I think at this point, I think it's Harden's to lose. Yeah. I still think it's Harden's to lose. But so, let's name the other five. Well, yeah, let's say he does lose. Who's he, who does he lose it to? Oh, and, but it's the shakeout of what. It's the final shakeout of what happens. But at this point, at Is, this point, given injuries, given injuries, like. You may have to exclude the Warriors players. You may Maybe. Have, I think you might have to. So do you put... I think LeBron is still in conversation. Probably Even, top five. Probably top five. So like... LeBron's still there. If we go in order, it's Harden. Yeah. And then I got to say... It's probably Davis, right? <laughs> well, my, my order, I'll say. And then you can okay. say maybe your order. Okay. All right. So in terms of like Harden... And I think it's KD, and then I think it's DeMar DeRozan, and then I think it's AD, and then I think it's LeBron. Or I take LeBron out, and I put in Damian Lillard. <laughs> your your top five. No. Oh, my God. Oh, I don't think Dame Lillard over LeBron. Uh, this season? Uh, you, you might have to. He's even commending him. So <laughs> <laughs> He even lost to him. I yes. think there's a there's definitely a conversation piece there. Um Mike. Okay, let let me go. Let me. So, like you would have put a thousand bucks that LeBron could have been a three seed, but you would have never put that much money down on, to see Portland be a yeah, three seed. Yeah. Okay. And last year, Westbrook got it as a six seed. Yeah. He got the MVP as a six seed. Yeah. So, okay. So, I think I in no in no particular order out of the out of the tops. So we include Harden. I think LeBron is in it. I think DeRozan is in it. I think that. Uh, AD's in it. Is a is a Durant is in it. Yeah. Um. Now it gets interesting. 
do do we put? I think we put AD in. I agree with your list if you put AD in. I'll put AD in. <laughs> I mean, nice. no, 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 no. I, 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 th- I think you have to. I because his without, team would have been out without him. Without him, they are out entirely. Like yeah. he is the only thing left to salvage that team. Yeah. So I, I, I but I, I, I think, I think it'll be interesting though it, to see how Toronto actually closes this season because if Toronto closes this season on a really, really high note, I think that. The Demar Derozan has like he has a shot at the top. Yeah, we'll see how it goes down. I think even if like Harden misses the next ten games, I think he still wins MVP, which I hate because I don't like him at all. <laughs> I don't know what happened to me as an NBA fan. Anyone that has success, I'm like, nah. Let's go to the next guy. Do you hate him more than Elvin Gentry hates him? <laughs> Elvin <laughs> After that was a funny little moment there. Um, <laughs> I, I actually. I side with him on that yeah. too. Like, how do you be this bad at refing? There's been a big overturn of ref jobs in the NBA this year. Yeah, and like players getting in massive confrontations and fines, and coaches calling it all out, even commentators calling this shit out. And well, I would like an NBA that doesn't talk about the refs at all. Yeah. That would be ultimate, but that doesn't. That just can't happen. But this year just feels abnormally obnoxious. And I just was really excited to hear that Alvin Gentry saw the same game I saw. Like, <laughs> he saw his team just getting completely like owned in the last couple minutes. And that, that shouldn't have happened because this is the greatest season of all time, I feel. Mm-hmm. And the seeding matters so much. Every game effing matters. You can't just make a fucking mistake here and make a make a, a makeup call here and there in the next game or wait till the playoffs. Bring it bring it back to Chicago's make the announcement post game. Yeah. In which it doesn't Bullshit. even doesn't even matter. There's there's no consolation in that crap. So Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like I share in that, but like have we talked about this? Like they need more refs. They need more um, alternative methods to refing. Like, do they need more um, augmented reality to see these things that are um, instant, instantaneous and call these files that are more virtual than they are analog? They need to crowdsource, yeah. crowdsource refing. <laughs> yeah. So it's just bringing a bunch of like. Do they need a ref based on crowd noise? <laughs> <laughs> I have no, I have no idea. But it's it's been a huge, huge issue this season, and it's just like something. Something has to happen because it's creating this it's creating this friction which is eventually gonna boil up into some sort of like catastrophic move you know for the NBA and for its fans. Yeah. I, I do think it's coming. I do think it's coming because the players association at some point is going to be like this is no longer acceptable. <laughs> yeah. And that's not the position we wanna be in. Right. Like we don't wanna we don't wanna be following the NFL. Mm-mm. That's just no, just never. Mm-mm. And that's mm-hmm. the last time we'll, we're going to mention that on this podcast. Yep. So uh, next, uh, cheese curds. <laughs> mm. I have I have a craving for some cheese curds right now. All right, let, let's let's talk a little bit about some of our some of our standing segments because we're we're going to come back to these. We're 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 kind of revamping into the playoffs, but you know we're going to catch you up on the twelve thirty project. We're you know we're gonna we're gonna. We're going to talk about some hair. We're going to gonna talk about some hair. We're going to tap into the old man's lounge. Yep. You know what? I do have a few uh I do have a few games this week that I do want to share. Sure. In our best and our worst of the week. Oh, here we are. Here we are. So, best games of the week. Golden State and San Antonio that's coming up on 319. Oklahoma City and Boston coming up at 320. I think that's Tuesday. <laughs> uh yeah. Uh, and I'm trying to visualize this. That's and, my eyes are closed. And on Friday, Utah and San Antonio. That is coming up. That should be a fun I know, game. I like this theme of these Western teams right here. Yeah, <laughs> Worst games of the week. Detroit and Phoenix is coming up. Memphis and Philly is not a great one. And Atlanta and Sacramento in probably the worst game of the week. A potential nominee for worst game of the year. Oh, that's on so, NBA Thursday. Yeah, not good. And for for the league this week, I'm gonna bring you to the Super League in Ireland. We're gonna we're gonna watch the Traley Warriors versus the UCC Demons in order to celebrate St. Patrick's Day one oh, day I late. I get it. I get it. One day late. I like this. Here it is. So you know what? 
you know, we're going to we're going to talk some more ball. We're going to be back in action. We're going to come at you nightly in, in, during the playoffs. Yes. So we're just we're just prepping here, folks. Yes, we are prepping. But you can follow us online. Follow us at right underscore the pine. You can hit us up at Gidota at how three. If you're still connected to Gidota and he hasn't kind of gotten blocked. So put it out there. Uh, but follow us. We're, we're starting a newsletter. We're starting a newsletter. You can follow along with our episodes. So we will have that out shortly. You, you'll be able to find that on our Twitter, on our Instagram. A lot of cool things coming. We're going to try video. A lot more ball uh, and a lot less uh, Monzo. LeVar ball. There it is. We, so. we're on the right track. <laughs> That's it. We're done. We're done. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, the pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.